What is good, everybody? Welcome to Straight Up Tennessee today on this Thursday. Man, it's been a minute. It's been a week. Um, man, I, I am just so excited for what is to come right now, not just with Tennessee football. Uh, Tennessee basketball takes an L, but I'm excited because I saw things that I haven't seen all year. I have seen things. I saw the things in the game that I did not like. Uh, our bigs have to figure this out quickly or else SEC play might kill us, but I'm still excited because I saw Dalton connect fire it up again. I saw Zakai Ziegler have some fire in his eyes, but the, the shot at the end of the game, terrible decision. George McIntyre, is he leaning to Tennessee now with the news of the greatest college football coach of all time being out as the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide? Does George McIntyre now, is he a lock at Tennessee? Lance Hurd, where's he going? What's Tennessee doing in this uh, recruiting cycle still right now with the transfer portal opening again in just a few weeks? Y'all, welcome to this Thursday show. It's your boy Ruck in the building. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's straight up Tennessee. Baby, this is the midweek chat on a Thursday. Mm, I missed y'all. Let's go. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Straight Up Tennessee. Today on this Thursday, man, it's your boy Ruck in the building. Y'all know what to do, man. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit that bell notification right now, man, so you never miss an episode. Y'all, we're climbing still, man. Like, what is going on? The channel is still doing great things, even with the conclusion of football season. With Tennessee winning in that Cheez-It Bowl, I, I loved everything I saw from Nico Iamaliava. Uh, very excited for the future of Tennessee football in these next couple years that we get the opportunity to watch that kid flourish, grow, develop special talent. But, uh, man, like, comment, subscribe. Everybody listening on Apple and Spotify, thank y'all too, man. Y'all already know, like, we started there. That was the kind of like, hey how are we going to do this let's just throw it up over there see what happens um move to youtube and y'all this has been uh so much fun so uh one thing you know thank y'all for the love and the support continue to rate it five stars over there man let people know why they need to be listening to straight up tennessee baby um y'all man sorry for the inconsistency right now with the shows man life is busy um but we are going to try to start getting back to the two a week um, this is one this week. Next week, we'll try to get uh, two in and, and really try to encapsulate everything that's going on into two shows. You know, during football season, it's very easy. Uh, we, we get four shows in a week. Uh, we're always on here live, always having a good time. And uh, when football season ends, it's kind of difficult um, because a lot of different things change for us in work uh, life, a lot of different things. But 
we're going to keep pushing content. We're going to keep doing things. And uh, this is the start, man, getting back in it right now. Two shows a week. That's going to be the goal right now. Uh, of course, until summer hits, man, then we add the third then we add the fourth uh, come August. So, um, guys, let's talk a little bit about this right now. Let's get this out of the way. Uh, Tennessee basketball loses last night to the Mississippi State Bulldogs and um, Tennessee's road woes continue. Tennessee has not won a quad one road game other than Wisconsin earlier this year. Um, you can't count NC State. You lost to Purdue in a neutral site. You lost to Kansas in a neutral site. You lost to North Carolina at North Carolina. We need some big wins. Um, and last night was another one of those cold streaks. I'm not, I don't know. I, I, I struggle to find words to what happens when we go cold. I, I struggle to watch at times. I mean, bruh, for you to only have 22 points in the first half, like that's bad. And there was nothing Tennessee could do about it. Defensively, DJ Jeffries for Mississippi State played out of his mind. He can't score the basketball, but defensively, he put us in situations to where we had to force our hand and we turned it over a lot. Uh, they've got a nice young freshman in Hubbard, played great, shooting the ball well. And the story for Mississippi State is the 27th year senior, Tolu Smith, uh, who absolutely made Jonas Adu look like a baby. Uh, and he's coming back from a foot injury. This was his third game back. This was his first start. And uh, he had a double-double. And it's continuing to prove that when Tennessee plays a dominant big, it doesn't matter. Hunter Dickinson, uh, Armando Baycock, uh, who was it? Zach Eady. When we play bigs, now Tolu Smith is added to that list. When we play bigs that are dominant, that can get to their bag, get to their shoulder, get to the layup package, get to their post hook package, when they can get that, we are in trouble because we cannot defend the bigs without fouling. Jonas Adu proved it. He fouled out with almost five minutes left in the game. The last call was not a foul. Now, the last play that he got found out on, I will honestly say that wasn't a foul. But the way they called the game, you had to know that, look, bro, they know you got four. And they know that you're going to go try to block the shot, even if you go straight up with it. They know that. And what did Jonas do? He went straight up. Tolu got a little bit of body into him. Boom, they called the foul. Jonas fouls out with like 450-something left in the game. And it hurt us, man. Uh, at that point, we were tied. Um, I believe... If I'm not mistaken, on that specific play, too, that was an and one. Um, maybe it wasn't. Maybe the and one was on Tobe later on. But that specific play was not a foul, and it killed us, man, down the stretch. So now, fast forward, Tennessee's now 11-4. and four. Um, That's their, their one and one in league play. Um, I don't know what's about to happen in the top uh, top 10 this week. Purdue, number one loss. Number two, Houston loss. Number three, Kansas loss. Number five, Tennessee loss. Does Kentucky lose Saturday to Texas A&M? Does number six, Kentucky lose? It's just been upset week for everyone in the top 10 so far. And uh, Tennessee can move on from this. Tennessee can grow from this. Tennessee has to grow from this. We don't have a choice because you can't expect to win 
Tennessee if you continue to shoot the basketball this poorly? And I just cannot understand. Here's the biggest thing for me that I can't understand um, about this team. Anytime, and I mean any time, that one person goes cold, it's like the entire roster goes cold. It doesn't matter. And I have, ne- I still don't understand that. How does that happen? How does the whole roster go cold at the same time? It- it's like Zakai starts the game off, three ball, boom. Then he's hooping. He has 10. Then he goes quote, goes cold, go quiet. Everybody goes quiet. Dalton Connect had two points in the first half, man. Two points. And he went in his bag in the second half. So it's just like we've got to put it together. This is now for what? What, 11 and 4? That's 15 games together. It's January, man. We got to get it together. And Josiah James has been kind of struggling the last few weeks. Um, He'll get back on track. He's still been playing defensively at a high, high level. So that clip, I'm not worried about at all. Um, I think that on the offensive end, man, he's got to continue to shoot the ball with confidence. Um, A guy that is killing us right now because he's not shooting with confidence, because uh, the production that he was bringing early in the year is now deceased. It's just, it's gone. Um, Jordan Gainey has to figure it out for us, man. We need Gainey. Like, we need him because he is a prolific scorer from all three phases of the game. Defensively, he can get into you, get a steal, go get a bucket. Offensively, the three ball, that's what he was known for doing. He shot almost 40% at Upstate last year. He started the year off shooting the ball well, and now he's struggling, and it's confident. It's all in his head at this point. Ganey has to figure this out, man. I mean, we're only two games in the league play. This is nothing to worry about right now. But if we get into the end of the month going to Vanderbilt on the 27th and Ganey hasn't figured this out or we continue these cold streaks, we're going to be in trouble. And uh, there's no doubt in my mind Tennessee is a top 10 team in the country. There's no doubt in my mind. Rankings are so relative and subjective right now that it doesn't matter. But I do think that this team is absolutely a top 10 team. But at times, they look just lost and don't understand what anybody's doing on the floor. And um, it's concerning, but a lot of people want to point fingers at Coach Barnes, and I'm just like, I just, dude, Barnes can't shoot the ball for him. Barnes can't hit layups. Barnes can't tell him to swing the ball and them actually, do like, the players have to take some accountability in specific things as well, man. So, I don't know. Terrible loss uh, because you got you were down 15 in the first half. Uh, you got behind. You came back, and then you just couldn't finish. Um, and it happens. It happens. I, I, I completely understand. Um, we, we couldn't finish, and exhaustion is a real thing. And it's like they got exhausted, and, I mean, we got to live with that. But they get another opportunity, man, on the road Saturday. At Georgia, a team who's playing great. Mike White has the Bulldogs playing great. Um, That's going to be another tough game. Tennessee can win the game, and Tennessee should win the game. Tennessee should win every game they play because of the talent, the caliber that they are. But if we continue to let bigs dominate us, if we continue to let 
the shooting slump, like if we if we continue to let what one guy's doing affect the entire 15 man roster, we're going to continue to lose games on the road. Um, the next four games for Tennessee, we've got Georgia on Saturday. Tuesday, we follow up at home against Florida. And then Saturday, we've got Alabama back at uh, Thompson Bowling Arena as well. And then the following week, your two games, you actually, uh, which is actually kind of nice. You get Alabama on the 20th of, of January, and then you turn around and you actually, you don't play again until the following Saturday in Nashville against Vanderbilt. Your boy Ruck going to be in the building. Might take my son to his first basketball game. He's not even two. But I think the entertainment of the guys running back and forth, the the lights, the cameras, the screens in there, I think he'll enjoy it. So uh, that's going to be fun for us. Um, little father-son uh, hang that night. So, uh, guys, let's talk a little bit about Tennessee football, man. Um, man, the obvious is that Nick Saban is retiring from college football, coaching the Alabama Crimson Tide. The thing about that is what's going to happen? What happens now with Bama? Obviously, early coaching searches on. Dan Lanning's on there. Um, Mike Norvell. I I've seen a lot of big names. Whoever ends up being the coach for Alabama, I feel bad for you. You have to follow up greatness. You have to follow up the greatest college football coach of all time at one of the most prestigious universities of all time. Whoever that person is, you have a special anointing on your life because that's not going to be an easy thing. It's not going to be an easy feat, and it's not going to be something that overnight your team's just going to wake up and they're going to continue to still be Bama. Nick Saban created that culture. Um, but let's talk about what's out there for us now, right? George McIntyre, the 2025 five-star quarterback, Seemed like it was between Tennessee and Alabama the whole time. With Nick Saban leaving, there are crystal ball is to Tennessee. What does McIntyre do? Does he commit today? Does he commit soon? I don't know, but there's crystal ball now to Tennessee. And obviously in that 2025 year, we need a guy um, like George McIntyre who can come in and potentially get this job. You know, we still got Jake Merklinger. Um but you always want to get those five-star guys, man, who have it, you know. Uh, Nico will be a junior that year, uh, potentially getting ready to go to the draft if anything wild happens. Now, I mean, that would be his year. Um, that would be his senior year, basically. He's a junior in school, junior on the field. But we know, man, like if, if, if all works out for Nico the way that we think, he's three years and he's out of here. Um, so George McIntyre is supposedly crystal ball to Tennessee. That would be massive. What's going to happen with Lance Hurd, the, the offensive tackle transfer from LSU? Three days ago, um, three days ago, I don't know who it was. Somebody, I'm, I'm trying to see who the reporter was, um, is saying that Lance Hurd is, is trending towards Tennessee. But there's still been no commitment. He went and visited Tennessee. Um I guess this was last week. He went and hung, spent time with the university, spent time with Hypo. Uh, but there's still been no sure thing of what Hurd is going to do. Tennessee needs offensive linemen, like bad. And 
I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who we're going to land if. If her doesn't land. You had another you had two other offensive tackle commit or two offensive tackle um, on your two offensive tackles on your list who also committed elsewhere already. Herd's the next best option, the the absolute best option at this point. Um, if he doesn't come into Tennessee, it's like, who do you get? With the transition of Gerald Mincy and that whole situation with Mincy is, is a beyond me, absolute beyond me. How do you sign a deal with the Vol Club? You sign a deal with the Vol Club for NIL, and then you just bounce? You transfer? It just it doesn't make any sense to me. That that whole thing made no sense. And then you got guys getting in the transfer portal and then moving to another spot. It's like T-Mac. He commits to Ole Miss and then flips from Ole Miss to Louisville. Kids don't I, I'm I'm very convinced that these kids these days don't have any loyalty, man. I just don't understand. I, I don't understand it. It's frustrating. Um, and it makes zero sense. But like let, let's look ahead to 24. Okay. Tennessee finishes 2023 at number 17 in the AP poll. That's good. Feels good. You know, I think there was a lot of woes, a lot of ups and downs. We learned a lot about this roster this year. We learned a lot about um, what this team looks like with no with with a decent quarterback and what this team looks like with an elite quarterback. And excuse me. I'm excited to see what happens next year and the and the year after that. Nico's elite. And if he can put it all together, if he and the coaching staff, they trust him fully with everything it's gonna be scary bro and i'm very excited too to see what dylan sampson can do as running back one obviously cameron selden's there you're gonna have some guys y'all that are gonna come up deshaun bishop the kid from carnes uh, high school in knoxville tennessee he didn't play at all this year man he got hurt early in spring or early in the summer workouts and wasn't able to play does he get some run Obviously, Peyton Lewis is on the way. He's going to play. There's some guys that to, to be excited about. But at the end of the day, the biggest position is going to be the quarterback position. That's the one that everybody's going to have their eyes on nationally, um, but also as fans, man. Uh, we are going to go as far as Nico takes us. And uh, I just want the coaching staff to give him the full reins uh, of whatever that is. So, um, you know, one question I have is, how good can Tennessee be next year? Like, how good can we actually be? Um, you got another lock, you got another corner from Temple, Jalen McMurray, who just committed uh in the transfer portal this week. Um, are we gonna get Lance Hurd? There's a lot of questions. But what I know is that Tennessee can be as good as they want to be in 2024. I think there's some key factors. What happens on the offensive line is very important. What happens in the receiver room? Obviously, with Brew McCoy getting back, Evan Stewart does not come to Tennessee. You get Brew back. So now you have a wide receiver room that looks like Brew McCoy. Um, let's add in the tight ends. They're holding stays. Uh, Ethan Davis, Brew McCoy. 
Caleb Webb, Chaz Nimrod, Squirrel White, Dante Thornton, Chris Brazell. I, I mean, Nathan Laycock, unless he decides to transition somewhere else, I, I don't know where he falls in the picture. Um, this is elite. This is an elite roster, and it can be great. But the question is, will it be? We're going to unpack this a little bit more next week, man, on our show. Uh, potentially, probably Monday or Tuesday, is how good can Tennessee actually be in 24? We're going to have some points, and we're going to talk about specific groups. What does this group need to do? What does this group need to do? What does this group need to do for Tennessee to be um, as good or better than we were in 2022? Um. It's been a show that I've been pondering on, I've been thinking about, and so I'm kind of ready to continue to formulate thoughts and get this one out uh, on paper because I think that we can be good. I think it's a series thing. I think that it can be like how good can Tennessee be in 24, and there's like four episodes, and we're talking about specific groups, special teams, offense, defense, uh, coaching. <laughs> and um, I have a lot of thoughts there, and I kind of want to dissect it with y'all, man, and see what y'all think. So, um. Excited, man. Excited. I think there's a lot of good things from Tennessee basketball. Um, there's a lot of things they need to fix. But I'm more excited to see what happens in this football realm here in the next few weeks. What happens when the portal opens back up? What happens if Lance Hurd commits? How does the offensive line shake up? I don't know, but I got to always shout out, give shout outs to where shout outs are due. Uh, Nick Saban was the GOAT and he's gone. And now, Josh Hyper can be the GOAT. Ah! <laughs> I'm capping, y'all. I'm just playing. But y'all know it, man. Uh, biggest news, obviously, is Nick Saban's retirement. And uh, Tennessee's the dynasty killer. I like it. So, y'all, we'll be back next week. Thank y'all, man. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell notification on YouTube. Join the channel, 99 cents. You, I mean, you're never going to – you're not even going to know it's coming out of your account. Also, everybody listening on Apple and Spotify, thank y'all, man, so much for the love and support. I love y'all so much, man. Uh, we'll be back next week and uh, have a great weekend. And uh, you already know what it is, man. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. This was the Thursday midweek chat. Can't wait. We'll be back next week. We'll holler.